Recorded live.
Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome each of you to E3 Ministries Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I am so glad to be back with you another Sunday evening as we continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of life. And these are so important for each of our lives to apply them. Now, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, just for who you are, that you are God and that you can do all things. Now, God, we ask you in the name of Jesus to open our eyes and our ears of understanding, God. We ask you to show us, reveal to us, Anything that's not like you, God. We ask you to show us anything that would hinder our prayers from being answered, God. We ask that your spirit would fall afresh upon each one of us, Lord, and reveal and show us things. Open our eyes and our ears to receive what you desire to release this evening. We thank you. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to move. It's going to shift. It's going to do a mighty work in the lives of your people. We give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, and we give you all the praise. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, my name is Minister Tamika Brown, and this is E3 Ministries on Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday at 7 p.m. I want to read our scriptures for the series. The first one is 1 Corinthians chapter 9 starting at verse 24, I'm sorry, 26 and 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 26 and 27. Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And that was the first scripture. The second scripture for this series is First Timothy chapter four, verses seven and eight. First Timothy chapter four, verses seven and eight. But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things since it holds promises for the present life and also for the life to come. Those are our scriptures for this series. First Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8, and First Corinthians chapter 9, 27 and 28. We've been talking about 14 hindrances to answered prayer. 14 hindrances to answered prayer. And we are on number 14 of the hindrance, 14 hindrance, hindrances to answer prayer. I am referencing the book, The Power of Simple Prayer by Joyce Myers, How to Talk to God About Everything. And I'm not going to go back over each of the hindrances, but I, we are going to finish up on 14, and then we will continue our discussion on spiritual disciplines of prayer, spiritual disciplines of life, of the Christian life, prayer. So last week we started talking about pride, pride, and the scripture. One of the scriptures that we read was First Peter, chapter five, verse five, and it says, "God resists the pride, proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And we talked about how pride can hinder our prayers. And we said that when we pray and ask God for God's grace in a situation, pride will block it, but humility will pave the way for it. And so when we are proud, we don't we don't think we need God or anyone else. We feel self-sufficient, and we are and we are self-relying. We think we are better than other people. And pride can be dangerous because it can block our prayers, it can hinder our prayers, because it causes us to think that we don't need anyone else, that we can do everything by ourselves. And that is a trick of the enemy, and the enemy will try that to get us all focused and try to cause us to feel prideful, and we don't want that to happen. So we got to remember we don't have it all together that when we pray, we need to come to God saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle it. I need you. I depend on you. I can't make it without you. I don't even know what to say until you tell me what to say. When we pray, we need to come and ask God to show us, reveal to us what he would have us to pray, what he would have us to release, realizing we can't do it. We don't don't know what to say. We don't know how to get the words out unless God is telling us, unless God is his Holy Spirit is leading it, leading leading and guiding. And this we talked about before, that we need to make sure we are saying what the Holy Spirit is saying and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and speak through us. So that means we need to keep our eyes open, our ears open, to hear what God is telling us, and then release what he tells us because we want our prayers to be effectual, meaning we want them to reach heaven and be manifested on earth. We need to say what God wants to say, how long he wants to say it, and whatever the Holy Spirit releases us, releases us to say, we need to say exactly what he wants to say. When he tells us to stop, we need to stop. When he tells us to keep going, to keep going. But we need to make sure we do what the, uh, we need to pray as a leading, as the, as the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. It's so important. And so we got to watch out for pride. The Bible talks about many scriptures about pride. I'm not going to read those over again, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's teaching where we read different scriptures on pride, which I believe will be will minister and encourage, will be encouraging to you. And we talked about also last week that if we talked about the signs of pride, the signs of pride. I'm just going to list them. I'm not going to go over them in detail. But we need to know that there are signs of pride, that there might be a pride issue going on in our lives. And we need to know that we all have issues with pride. We all have issues no matter how where we're in our walk with God, no matter how much we've grown. We all have issues with pride. We need to ask God to take out any prideful attitudes, any prideful spirits, any prideful thoughts, anything that's not lined up with the word of God. We need to ask God to take away those prideful things those things that would hinder us from our prayers from being answered. So it's important that we ask God to show us any pride issues in our life and ask God to keep us humble, to keep us humble at all times, fully dependent on him, realizing we cannot do it without him. We need God. We need the Lord. Amen. So these are a list of signs of pride. And um, as I list these, I want to... um. Just make a note that if if any of these, if you've experienced any of these or if you've had an experience with it, do not just think because it's, a, because it's listed as a sign of pride that it is pride. It could be something else. 
need to go to God and ask God to show you if that's a, a prideful issue that you need to work on and ask God to give you discernment in the issue. But don't just assume that if you can relate to one of these signs of pride, that it is pride. You need to go to God and ask him for clarity and revelation if it's pride or if it's something else that he's trying to show you or reveal to you. Amen. So some of the signs of pride are insecurity, the need to be right, being argumentative, more invested in being heard than in hearing, more invested in being heard than in hearing, anger, irritability and impatience, lack of submissive attitude, not easily corrected, needing others to take your advice, needing to proclaim your title or degree, being stubborn, comparison and competition. And those are just some signs of pride. And I would encourage you to listen to last week's teaching where I went in detail about each of those signs those of pride. I talked and touched on some of them. And I would encourage you to listen to, to listen to last week's teaching. But any of those signs, those are signs, those could be a sign of pride. So ask God to give you that revelation to see if that's the area you need to look at. Amen. I want to finish up on this last hindrance to answer prayer, pride. So it says one of the best ways to practice humility. So as we said, we need to ask God to keep us humble. Keep us humble. And so we need to practice humility. And the author says, one of the best ways to practice humility is through confession. One of the best ways to practice humility is through confession. The first sentence of James 5, 16 says, confess to one another, therefore, your fault, your slip, your false steps, your offense, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to the spiritual tone of mind and heart. So the scripture is James 5, 16. It says, confess, confess to one another, therefore your fault. And so that reminds us that we need to understand that we're all dealing with some something. And we need to confess to others where we may have some issues with pride, where we're struggling with pride, where we need where we need help in the area, we need to be confessed to our brothers and sisters in Christ, realizing that when we confess, we're saying that I don't have it all together. Because pride wants you to make you think that you don't have to, you can keep it on the rug, that you don't have to tell anyone, that you can just hold on to it and, and not let that go and make you think that nothing's wrong. That's pride will try to do that. But we need to be, as the Bible says, James five sixteen. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offense, and your sins. Be confess to others and let them know that I don't have it all together. When we confess, we're saying, I have struggles. I have problems. I don't, I don't, I miss the mark. I need help in this area. And sometimes that's hard. That's hard for some of us and it's hard for me at times as well to, to, to know that I need to let people know I'm struggling. I have issues. But we're holding on to it, not being honest. It can be, it could be a sign of pride, of of something that we need to deal with, that we need to let people know that we don't have it all together, that we're going through something. And when people are saying that they have this or that, we need to not say, I don't have the issue, I'm not dealing with that. Don't We don't need to act like that. We need to 
and let people know that we struggle too. We may not struggle in that area, but we have struggles too. And I think we have it all together because that can be that's prideful. That can be a prideful. That can be a prideful issue that we may that we need to work on. If you if you have that feeling that you have struggled letting people know that you're dealing with things, or if you don't want people to know about those things, it can be a sign of pride. So we got to be careful. But we need, as I said, ask God to show you and to reveal to you if that might be. Amen. So it says, we got to confess your offense, your sin, and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confessing our faults to someone and asking for prayer requires, first of all, that we find someone we truly trust, and secondly, that we we are willing to put aside our pride and humbly share our struggles. So the author says the first step when confessing our faults, we got to find someone who we can truly trust. And that means you got to ask God to show you that person, a person that you have in your life or a person that you are, that you may know that you can truly tell what's going on and know that they will not go tell somebody else. They won't blast it over the email. They won't blast over the intercom. They won't blast it all around town, but they will hear you and they will keep it secret. Someone who will not go tell somebody else, someone you can truly trust to keep what you tell them between you and that other person and ask God to show you that person first. And then after you've done that, you got to, secondly, we are willing to put aside our pride, as I said, and humbly share our struggle. Share what's going on. Share with them how you're feeling. Share with them every detail, every piece of the issue. And and have that person pray with you and pray for you to help you. A person will pray with you. Someone will listen to you when you're going through. So you need to have that person in your life you can truly trust. And then be open and willing to put aside the pride of the pride of holding on to that and humbly share your struggles and let people know that you you have struggles. You're dealing with something. It says, if you find, and the author says, if you find that challenging, ask God to help grow in humility. So know that this is a process. Sometimes you might have, you've been holding on to these things and these um, prideful issues have been going on for a while and you haven't dealt with them. And, and you, if you're having trouble, if you're having trouble even doing that, ask God to help you to be humble. Ask God to help you get to that place where you can let that go and share those struggles. And know that if it takes time, if it doesn't happen right away, not to feel bad, not to beat up on yourself, but to keep asking God to keep, help you to stay humble and to, and to um, help you to grow in humility so you can let that go and share that struggle with somebody else. Because, you know, when we share our struggle, when we share our story, when we share our testimony, we can help our story, our testimony can help somebody else to know they're not alone in this. People need to know they're not alone in what they're dealing with. And when we hold on to it, when we don't let it go, when we try to keep it secret because we don't want people to know that we have issues, that we have problems, then that's, then that's causing people maybe stay in bondage, causing people not to be able to move forward. We want people to know, to share our story because God allows us to go through some things for a reason, for a purpose, so to share our struggles that someone else may be able to move, someone else may be set free from that, someone else may know that they're not alone in what they're dealing with. Amen. 
Amen. So because so it says if you have a, if you find that challenge, if you have a hard time to share that struggle, ask God to help you grow in humility. Because the results are amazing. If you find a friend you can trust and you can share with that person, I'm struggling in this area and I don't want to, but I'm hurting and I need you to pray for me. So that's what we need to do. Find a friend we can trust and let them know that you're dealing with this. You're having a hard time. You need them to pray with you and to pray for you. It's so important because prayer, as I said, prayer truly changes everything. Prayer truly, truly changes everything. So I'm gonna. That is the fourth hindrance to prayer, and I'm gonna just read a little more about pride, and then we'll go on, finish up on another part of talking about spiritual discipline of prayer. Then it says, there is no need to be ashamed to tell a true praying confident, confidant what our difficulties are. This is one way we keep pride out of our lives and exercise humility. So when we tell a true praying, praying confidant, a person we will know who will pray for us, who will listen to us, and will keep what we tell them between, between us and that person, then we then that's one where we keep pride out of our lives and exercise humility. In fact, someone I know and respect once came to me and said, you know, I just need to share this with somebody. I'm hoping if I get it out, maybe we'll break the power of Satan. This man traveled alone often and went on to say, I'm really being tempted to think about other women when I'm away from my wife for a long period of time. He said, I'll see a woman in the airport or something in my mind just goes off in the wrong direction. I don't want to do that, but I cannot seem to control it. So this story is um, from Joyce Myers, this uh, man that she encountered, who told her this story that he was having a hard time. He was open with her, and he told her that he needed help. But he put down his pride and said, I need help. I'm having a struggle. I'm having an issue with this. I need, I need prayer. And so she says and later on, as she referenced in her book, I prayed with him, and he later said, sharing my struggles brought a breakthrough. I would imagine that simply sharing your struggle will bring a breakthrough also. You see, Satan likes to keep things hidden. He is pleased when we try to handle situations ourselves, even when we know we cannot, because that is pride. When we ask others to help us, we are being humble. That pleases God and releases power to help us overcome. My God, that is powerful. I'm going to read that again. I would imagine that simply sharing your struggles will bring a breakthrough also. You see, Satan likes to keep things hidden. He is pleased when you try to handle situations, when we try to handle situations ourselves, even when we know we cannot, because that is pride. So you got to understand that when we try to handle the situation by ourselves, when we think we have it all together, when we think that we don't need any help, that is pride. That's what the enemy wants to do to try to keep that struggle, to keep it hidden, and to make a, and try to make, trick us and deceive us, making saying we don't need help. But we need help. We need God. God's hand is out there waiting to help us, but pride tries to keep us from asking for help, to try to keep us. From thinking to try to, to think us to think we can handle by ourselves, we know we can't handle. We can't do anything without God. We gotta understand that. Understand that we cannot do anything without God. We need the Lord 
to lead and guide us. We need God to show us. We need God to help us because we can't do it by ourselves. We've got to remember that. But pride tries to keep things hidden. That's what the enemy wants to do. So we've got to make sure we stay humble. And when we talk about our struggles, it allows God to release his power, for the, of the power of God to help us overcome. Amen. It says we all need help. We all struggle, and your challenges probably are no worse than anybody else's. God has designed his family to need one another. Sometimes we simply cannot carry the loads of our life alone, and sometimes we are too stubborn or too proud to ask for the help we need. So we got to understand that we have brothers and sisters in Christ. We have other Christians who are are struggling, who have gone through things, and sometimes they're struggling. They share their struggle. When they struggle with their, when they share what they're going through, it can help us. It can, it can help us. It might break the yoke and break the chain that might be holding us down. We need to share our struggles and not try to act like we have it all together because we do not have it all together. We need the Lord. So I want to encourage you to share your struggles. Share with someone. That pray and ask God to show you that person you can share that struggle with, that person who's a confident, that person who can pray with, that person that will not share with anybody else. Ask God to show you that person, and then ask God to help you to, sh- to share that and to have a, stay humble, to have a spirit of humility. Amen. Because we don't want pride to come in and cause us to think that we can do by, by ourselves. We cannot do anything by ourselves. We need to stay fully dependent on the Lord. Amen. So, and he continues to say, remember, God will resist those who have pride in their heart, and their pride will hinder their prayers. But God hears the prayers of humble hearts and sends his grace in response. So that's pride. That's pride. That's the that's 14th hindrance to prayer is pride. And those are all 14. So I pray they encourage you and that you are blessed by them as we discuss them and taught on them over the past about month and a half, right? Uh, about the past month and a half. But I just want to talk a little more about prayer and then we will finish for tonight and talk some more about this discipline of prayer for it's so important, so key, it's so critical for each of our lives. And next week we're going to talk about, excuse me, talking about the 10 keys to powerful prayer, the 10 keys to powerful prayer. So next week we're going to start talking about the 10 keys to powerful prayer. Amen. I want to end on this note and on this part, and then we will um, start talking about the 10 keys next week. So it says, um, referencing an article I found, it says, we need to remember that God wants to eventually get us to a point for a formal prayer time, although essential, will only be a daily supplement to our communion with him throughout the day. That's powerful, isn't that? We need to remember that God wants to eventually get us to the point where a formal prayer time, although essential, will only be a daily supplement to our communion with him throughout the day. He is with us always, so we must never think that our prayers should be restricted to our daily scheduled prayer time. And that lets us know, and I want to just end on the note that we need to remember that, yes, we need to have that quiet time, we have that time in prayer 
and like in the morning are a good time where you can come and get before God before you start your day, before you start going out in the workplace, before you start dealing with family, before you start dealing with all the things that you have to get done, to spend that time in prayer with the Lord, but not to restrict it to only that time. We need to stay in constant communion with the Lord. That means praying throughout the day, praying about every decision, praying about everything that comes our way, praying about every issue, praying about every struggle, praying about what we need to do, praying about what to pray. We need to be in constant communion with the Lord throughout the day. And God wants us to get to that point to know that we need to spend praying at all times, praying without ceasing. Amen. So it says, he is with us always, so we must never think our prayers be restricted to our daily scheduled prayer time. Wherever we are and whatever we are doing, we should always remember that God is within us and we can pray at any time. We do not have to have a particular posture to be alone or say a prayer for a predetermined length of time. So we have to remember that we need to go before God and pray at all times. If we can come to God at all times, we just we can come no matter what is going on, no matter what we're dealing with. We can come to God. We don't have to we don't have to come at a certain time or a start certain moment or a certain part of the day. We can pray at all times because God is always God hears and answers our prayers, always listening. His ears are attentive to every one of our cries and our calls. So we can pray. We need to spend time in prayer. It's critical. Just develop that time of communion. You're praying throughout the day about everything, about everything, whether it's big or small, we need to make sure we are praying and staying in constant communication with the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you for this blessed time. We thank you for this opportunity to come into your presence one more time. God, we ask that you would continue to lead and guide us, continue to direct us, continue to use us, Lord, and continue to grow us in our prayer time, God. We thank you and we praise you, God, just for the opportunity to come and to pray and to be able to come to you, Lord, God, no matter what's going on, God. We thank you, Lord, God, that you hear and answer every one of our prayers, God. We ask you to remove any prideful thoughts, any prideful issues, Lord, God, and help us, Lord, God, to have a humble spirit in everything we do and everything that we say, because we want you to hear every prayer. We don't want anything to hinder our prayers from being answered. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you, God, that we're growing closer and closer to you. We count it all done. We stand on your word, and we thank you that you hear and answer our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, I thank God for each one of you. I thank you for joining E3 Ministries for Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please join us again next Sunday. Let someone know that we are talking about the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life and to join us as we continue talking about the 10 keys to powerful prayer. 10 keys to powerful prayer. I thank God for each one of you. My name is Minister Tamika Brown. Have a blessed day and have a blessed week. God bless each one of you. Amen.